0: Welcome to another episode of Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Stacey Jafta and today I'll be talking to Swati Savita, the Chief Digital Officer at Nimble Group. Nimble Group provides advisory, outsourcing, and asset management services and capabilities into the consumer, corporate, and property markets in Southern Africa. Hi Swati, firstly, thanks for being on the show. I know this has been a difficult couple of weeks, months for the world since the COVID-19 pandemic. How have you been?
1: Hi, Stacey. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. No, you're completely right. We are definitely operating in uncharted territory. Um, And I think now more so than ever, we're starting to feel a little bit anxious about what's going on in the world, how people are coping with this. So yeah, it's, it's definitely unusual times for the world and business as a whole, I think.
0: No, I completely agree. I'm. I'm assuming you you've been working from home.
1: Yeah. So, Noble Group is obviously a, a large debt collector in South Africa, and our primarily our primary function is collecting on outstanding debt uh, within South Africa and the Sub-Saharan Africa region. So, you can imagine a large portion of our contingency is actually people based. So, for us, you can imagine it's been. It's been a huge challenge uh, not having people in the office and operating largely from home. And really funny thing that happened after the directive was made last week that everyone uh, was going to be locked down from Friday. We actually took a whole lot of our agents who are primarily based in our call center operations in South Africa, here in Cape Town and in Joburg, and we converted all of them to desktop uh, and laptops, which they're able to take home. So, so before
0: they were working on like PCs that were unable to be taken home.
1: Yeah. So, so we went from having one and a half thousand desk-based agents to having now approximately six hundred people that are mobile workforce, which is oh really not heard of in a call <laughs> center industry. Um, that that was a really yeah that was a really exciting challenge that we just had to get up and get running last week
0: so what are some of the other solutions you've found during this time so for us uh,
1: we we have our remote teams that our data and our IT and digital teams are very able and capable of working from home but our agents face the biggest challenge in terms of Transport, um, still being paid while we're in this lockdown, and earning commission, and still being able to grow their pipeline and and collect on accounts that they would have still been able to now that it's a month end. And we, our biggest uh, focus was still ensuring that there was job security for those mm-hmm. consultants and agents. And I think it's really important to consider, given the economic climate that we're currently operating in, we are. We've just been downgraded as of Friday last week. Um, and we're now sitting with this massive three-week lockdown and people are uncertain. And mm-hmm. it's the reality of the situation. People don't know if they have jobs. And we didn't want to impose that on our, on our workforce. And I think it's really admirable that Nimble was able to, to still allow our agents to have the opportunity to work from home and still ensure that they have an income in this uncertain period, um, and I think it's something that we're really proud of at the moment.
0: No, definitely. I know that so many people have lost their jobs, their their businesses, and to know that Nimble is so focused on their on their employees is 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 really great to hear
1: yeah, it's something that's really important to us as a business. Our CEO has driven it from the top down, and it definitely makes people a lot more settled and confident mm-hmm. going into the next three weeks. Um, and because we know not everyone is fortunate. not everyone has a home that's safe and secure to work from as well. so it's it it was enlightening last week to talk to agents and and just hear their backstory about what their concerns were regarding work from home because I think often um we take it from gra- for granted, right? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'll tell my team I'm working from home today because I need to do X, Y and Z and we all have connectivity and we all just get on with it. But it's not that easy for everyone. People don't have um, more than one room or people don't have electricity. So Mm -hmm. things are those are those are things that it's a it's a stark reality that we have to deal with in this country.
0: Job security is so important and it's shown time and time again the impact it has on employees and the business. There's a book by David Sirota called The Enthusiastic Employee, How Companies Profit by Giving Workers What They Want. They did a study based on close to 10,000 companies that proved the positive correlation between morale and share prices. It's definitely something that pays off in the long run.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's a huge competitive advantage for us, uh, seeing what the potential could be from from some of these agents. And it's actually really admirable to see how people are giving it their all and putting their best foot forward. And it definitely uh, could be a program that we continue with. Uh, I mean, we, we can see the world is changing. We're not focused on people just being bums on seats anymore. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting to see what the possibility is.
0: And wow, that's that's really really great to hear. Could you actually tell me a little bit about what Nimble Group does? And I know you had quite an interesting path to entering the digital space. Can you tell me about the journey to becoming Chief Digital Officer at Nimble Group?
1: Yes, definitely. So I started as a chartered accountant, uh, which is very unusual being in the digital space. But I. I qualified as a chartered accountant in 2015. um, And at that point, I'd completed my articles with PwC in Cape Town. I realized I didn't want to continue into a, a typical finance function. I wanted to explore what else is out there in the business world. And the really amazing thing about the CA qualification is that it It opens doors for you. And, and that's what I really wanted to explore. So I, I progressed into a management consulting role within our advisory division at PwC. And from there, that's really where my, my uh, love for fintech and digital started growing. Uh, I worked with two amazing women in our team that kind of ex- expanded my horizons and, and made me see that there was more to a CA than just being in finance. And I was able to take my skills and business acumen and really look at and enhance the business and uh, be able to make impactful decisions. So I was primarily focused on looking at incumbents uh, within the financial sector, so insurers and banks and wealth management companies, and understanding and assessing their digital strategy or more uh, understanding how can we impact and provide them a strategy for the digital age. So that was a large part of what I was focused on, building target operating models, um, assessing how these incumbents could work with fintechs uh, and be able to grow and evolve. And at the same time, working with fintechs who were starting from the ground up and that's really where my passion started to understand how do these businesses upscale and develop and how do entrepreneurs grow from being a one-man operation to a multi-billion rand operation and building those partnerships with incumbents so that's how i progressed into the digital sphere
0: so once you got introduced to the fintech space what intrigued you about fintech? Um, I, I know you were really interested in, in seeing how businesses grow, um, but what about fintech itself made you want to, to learn more about it?
1: So for me, uh, being a CA and seeing how fintech was actually challenging the status quo uh, and many people in the auditing profession were realizing that auditors were soon becoming redundant. Uh, What robotics and AI was essentially posing could mean that a large part of the finance function wouldn't be there in the next five to 10 years. And that's what really intrigued me was I didn't want to be in a role that wouldn't be there anymore. And that's kind of what pushed me to step out of my comfort zone and think about things differently. So that's how I started on this this digital journey and um, understand I, I worked on projects where we we built apps for for large insurance companies to enable their workforce to be more, more competitive and enable them to have um, the abilities to provide the customers with the customer-centric strategy that was focused on problem-solving, delivering solutions that were enabling their customers rather than working against them, being able to understand what the core problems were that their customers were focused oh, what the customers were experiencing. And that's what, what drew me into this digital world because I, was, I slowly realized that building these solutions were actually um, helping people and solving their problems immediately. So after being with PwC for three years, I realized that I, I loved what I was doing, but consulting was not necessarily getting my hands dirty and, and being able to impact a solution in a business. Um, I would essentially consult um, and leave the company with an amazing solution, but I wasn't the one delivering on that. And that's what I really wanted to get involved with. So I decided to step out into into uh, the world after consulting. And I very quickly realized that being a CA with digital capabilities at that point was not something that everyone understood and didn't necessarily know how to place me, if that makes sense. That's where I started encountering the first stumbling block because being a CA uh, was is challenging. People don't know if you have a digital capability, what that essentially means. So I decided I was going to go out and uh, I took a job as head of finance with Burger King, South Africa, which for me was really exciting because I was able to combine my love for strategy and innovation with looking at how do I, do I take their finance function the next step further. Um, and that was great. And I really enjoyed my role there, but unfortunately it did turn to be more of a finance role than I, that I had expected it to be. Um, and I realized very quickly after eight months that finance just wasn't for me anymore. So I started looking for something else and put out my feelers and started chatting to my network. And that's how I came to hear about Nimble. And I actually had a really interesting conversation. When you say putting your feelers out there, what did that what did that stage look like?
0: Where were you reaching out to people? How were you connecting with, with these with your network?
1: Yeah. So I had uh, thankfully from being in consulting and speaking to many people at clients over the years, I had thankfully, grown a large network that I was able to rely on. And one of the first few people that I did chat to were my mentors um, and got in touch with a few of their friends. And that's how I actually got in touch with the COO of Numble. Um, and it was through uh, a friend of a friend. Um, and it was essentially the, the stepping stone that I needed. And I think having that network is really important because you never know when you might chance upon something or when you might be fortunate enough to share ideas with uh, people who are different minded and, and think differently to you and can challenge you. And I think that's, that's essentially what I needed at that point in my career.
0: If we have like a listener that's currently maybe not in the fintech space who doesn't have somebody in their team that they could call a mentor for what they for their dream job or, or dream position, how could somebody in that position gain a mentor or, or find somebody who could show them the right path to get to to their dream position?
1: So I think that's really exciting in today's day and age. You can literally just hop onto LinkedIn um, and search for someone that really inspires you or you really admire and just pop them a message and I've gotten that many times from people that really just want to connect and have a different conversation and I think it's great because it it takes you out of your comfort zone it puts you in a realm where you can have these inspired conversations with different people and it exposes you to so much more than than maybe the area that you're currently operating in and i think for people wanting to step out of that comfort zone and and start a new career is really daunting i mean i know for me it was extremely daunting and i i think having people to talk to and having people to think about that with uh, is what really got me through it 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 inspired me it motivated me and it made me think about problems differently so
0: you, you mentioned how, how daunting that career change was and, and you had these mentors. What, what other advice would you, you have for somebody wanting to change their, their career path?
1: So for me, I think what's really important when you're changing a career path, uh, it's important to educate yourself as much as possible about the career that you you want to step into. And that burgeoning desire to know as much as possible. Of course, you won't know everything. And I think that's where uh, listening to experts and having conversations with experts is really important. But um, arm yourself with, with a toolkit that is essentially going to enable you to have an insightful conversation and you never know where that could lead. And I always I love that Malcolm X quote that says education is the passport to the future. Um because that for me love that yeah it it it's exactly what what we need today. It's if you have the right education and the right mindset and the right um the right enthusiasm and I think that's really important. Having the this kick-ass attitude is what's really (laughs) I dig that I dig that a lot (laughs) I mean I can speak I can speak from my own personal experience I didn't come from a digital background and Mm -hmm. I I tried as much as possible to learn about coding and understanding how how apps are built and what do you need to operationalize these things and I think that's really important and um, from a technical standpoint listen to podcasts join networking events um, for for me, I I started at PwC, enrolling in a lot of MOOCs and Coursera courses, um, and looking at big data and analytics. And these online courses are really uh, are, are really pivotal now in in granting people access to education who previously may not have had that.
0: Knowing that you never had a traditional tech education, how tech focused is your current position, and how comfortable do you feel being in being in the digital space? Or digital department at Nimble Group.
1: So, um, when I started at at Nimble, I was. Uh, so like I, like I told you, I started off having a conversation with the COO actually for an operations role, because at that point, I really wanted to be involved in the operations part of the business and actually impact and, and make a difference. Um, and I thought that was exactly where I wanted to be. And having a really interesting conversation with him about AI and the changes in um, call center strategies and how, how their business is having to adapt after that, I actually, he actually um, mentioned the conversation to the CEO. And that's where I chatted to our CEO, Rowan Gordon, and had a really, um, really interesting conversation with him, which led to me being offered the role of eBranch and Digital Solutions Manager at Nimble. And at that time, I thought, great, this is exactly what I want to be doing. This is combining my CA capabilities with my digital capabilities. And, um, Is actually what I really wanted, where I wanted to be at. So I I started in July 2018 um, in a very, a team of one essentially. It was just (laughs) me. Um, They had started embarking on this uh, journey to start revolutionizing the debt collection industry and being more focused on not just collecting with with physical agents, but looking at alternative me- methods of collecting because we know that debt collection is not a sexy industry and it's probably the least disrupted industry uh, when we think about FinTech. There's very few FinTechs uh, internationally doing it as well. Um, and that's really where my CEO wanted to position himself in doing something that's different, that's, that's breaking barriers um, and looking at how can we understand our customers' points of view And enable them debt relief. What we essentially do is we purchase debt and we're able to offer reduced discounts to our customers um, and enable them to still remain within this credit environment so that they are not punished for something that they possibly made a mistake on. And I think that's really important Mm -hmm. in what we do is that in offering digital solutions, we want to provide our debtors with the ability to pay on a platform of their choice and pay with the payment method of their choice and essentially give them the options. Because so often our consumers don't understand how they got into debt or they don't necessarily understand what it means when they're being charged fees and interest for an account that they weren't even aware of was handed over. And that's really important to me is how do, you, how do you impart that financial literacy onto many of our customers who don't even know what it means when they took out a credit card to pay for the child's education?
0: Is Numble Group a credit provider or do they help customers who gained credit from third parties?
1: So Nimble is not a credit provider. We purchase debt on behalf of third parties, or what we do is we collect on behalf of third parties. So if we purchase our own debt, the debt becomes ours and we're then able to collect on it, but at a at a reduced premium. So essentially we are offering debt relief to debt stricken customers who might not necessarily get that elsewhere. Um, and if wow. we collect on behalf of, yeah, if we collect on behalf of our clients, um again, we We're an external company that is doing that as a third party uh, for our clients. Um, And it's just, it's an alternative collection method for them.
0: You have this passion for financial literacy. Where can those go to learn more about loans, interest rates, and how to avoid getting into extreme debt?
1: Yeah, so like I was saying, a lot of a lot of consumers in South Africa, unfortunately, are not privy to financial literacy and often take out a loan or take out a credit card due to dire or desperate times and don't necessarily understand repayment methods, um, interest rates, uh, and what does that mean for the credit report at the end of the day? So for for Nimble, it's really important that we impart financial literacy as much as possible. Uh, we do a lot of that on our Nimble Group Facebook and LinkedIn page where we try to give little nudges or little nuggets of financial literacy, which I think is really important because people tend to struggle when they consume uh, information about finances in in large batches, or if it's very jargon intensive, struggle to understand what that means. So we try to simplify it as much as possible and put it in layman's terms. But also for for people who are fortunate enough to be able to have access to podcasts, I learned a tremendous amount of uh, financial information from just listening to really insightful podcasts. I think one of the newer ones that I've been listening to is called Function um, and it's by Anil Dash. And something really interesting about that is it's not just a traditional finance show. So they talk a lot about how personal finance apps um, and AI and robotics and all of these very topical innovations are impacting how people think and spend money today. Um, and that's that's fundamentally what, what excites me about the fintech industry. I actually also am head tutor of a UCT Fintech Disruption in Finance course, um, which focuses on financial information, but for people who have a little bit more background relating to blockchain, uh, internet of mm-hmm. things, AI, robotics, and gives people a very... A fundamental understanding of how these changes and in technical innovations are impacting our financial environment today. Look at you, a jack of all trades, a <laughs> professor and chief digital officer started as a... <laughs>
0: No, but that, that's really incredible. I think that that's so important, especially in a time where, where people just generally don't understand what taking out alone means, what, what, what comes along with that. I think that's really, really important. So that's, that's really awesome that Nimble Group is, is, is doing that. And then also it is a passion of yours to join these other projects as well to, to drive, to drive that knowledge.
1: No, what I wanted to also say is I think that also comes back to when you're asking, how do you change your career path? And and a course, such as uh, what I choose in UCT, FinTech Disruption in Finance. For me, that's probably one of the fundamentals that you really need to do. I know I mentioned uh, using online courses as a stepping stone to upping your educational skills. And that's really uh, what this course was designed for, is helping non-finance professionals get a leg up into the fintech industry because it starts from the core principles of um, fintech and builds on those week on week and helps people at the end uh, build a business strategy that they would be able to take on and possibly get funding for. I had a I had a student that did get funding for his his startup after the course, and it was focused on blockchain wow. in um, in Nigeria, and looking at trading uh, using blockchain. And I think those are those are the success success stories that that I really love to hear because it actually means that it's impacting change and it's it's providing people with the skill set that they need and possibly didn't have access to before So the UCT course uh, that I'm involved with is offered by 2U or get smarter here in South Africa um, and that's something I've been involved with since 2018 offering the courses uh, uh, during the year.
0: okay great I'll be sure to link that course down below. As we discussed earlier, you don't have a traditional path to entering the digital space. You're also in a male-dominated department. What challenges did you face along the way and, and how did you overcome them?
1: I think for me personally, uh, I've been very fortunate to have been surrounded by very strong women in this industry since I started. And I think not everyone has that, that privilege. Um, two of, Like I mentioned before, two of the mentors that I actually worked with, were females who were also CAs and started off um, on their own path in this industry. I work with an amazing CIO who is also a woman. So it's actually really nice to see women kicking ass in in, mm. in the digital sphere. But it was a challenge for me being a woman and then particularly a woman of color coming into this industry and then specifically this role, because I don't think there are many women in these roles. And When I was starting off in my career, I would sit around the table um, at board meetings or client meetings, and I could never identify myself uh, in any of those people that I saw around the table. And that's what really inspired me. That's what really motivated me to want to do what I'm currently doing and to bridge the gap from being a CA and then particularly digital because it expands it expands your horizon. It makes other young women realize that you know what I actually can do this, and I can change my career path, and I can do something that really I'm passionate about and inspires me every day. And I have to say, I work for an amazing CEO who who recognizes the importance of diversity, one um, and having strong female leadership. Um, when I was when I was promoted to Chief Digital Officer, I was also fortunate enough to be promoted as a director for one of our companies, which is really inspiring and rewarding. And at the same time, yeah, at the same time, he he recognizes that there is a need for diversity and diversity of women uh, in that in those leadership roles. And I had the conversation with him that I want to be the change that someone else looks up at me and says that, you know what, I want to work towards that one day. And I think working with really strong women, you realize how important it is for for women to be able to tell their stories because often our experiences in getting to these leadership positions is so different from from that of men. Um, And you don't often hear those stories. And I listen to another, sorry, I listen to way too many podcasts, but I listen to another really interesting... <laughs> There's never <laughs> too
0: many podcasts. I feel like I'm addicted to them right now as well. Um, In isolation, that's all I exactly, want to listen to. right?
1: Especially when you're alone um, or, or self-isolating. Um, it's a really, really f- interesting podcast. It's called The Fairer Sense. Uh, it's by these two kick-ass entrepreneurs um, who I like to say are crushing the patriarchy. Um, and they actually shine a light on money issues that are unique to women and how women um, can can discuss these really complex issues about financial advice and surround themselves with strong, powerful women and women of color Um because often women and women of color are the most marginalized when it comes to financial literacy. So those platforms are really important to enable that inclusivity and having people on the boards of companies and CEOs that can make a difference and, and um, young girls can see themselves in, I think, is really important. Coming into the role, I wasn't a developer or I wasn't a coder, but I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who recognised my skill set as being something impactful nonetheless um, and was able to drive change in the business and able to impart my knowledge on how to grow and operationalize the digital sphere of the business. I think it's really rewarding to have that recognized for me personally.
0: That is so inspiring. Thank you so much. And and thank you for joining me on this podcast. Uh, where can those find you on social media? What's your handle? Um, should they contact you on LinkedIn? How would how
1: would you like people to find you? Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. It's Swati Safida um, and the same on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, I chat to people all the time on LinkedIn and I think that's probably the best platform to catch me on. Or uh, like I mentioned before, my course uh, with, to you or get smarter. UCT fintech disruption in finance. Um, and on number group as well. Thank you for
0: listening to Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at talent in the cloud and if you're interested in exec talent or you yourself are looking for a new exciting change in your career, check out our website talentinthecloud.io.